Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Did you know that on average, women entrepreneurs underprice themselves up to 28% compared to their male peers offering the same exact product program or service. When I heard this information from a study that FreshBooks did, I was blown away. And it really helped me to see that pricing is one of the most powerful ways that we can quickly adjust the trajectory of our business and make it more sustainable. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why properly pricing your products, programs, and services is the first step to designing a sustainable, successful business. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me each week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Hey there, CEOs. I hope you're excited because we are diving into this series, three key strategies over the next three episodes to talk about how we can build more sustainable success in our business, how we can end entrepreneurial poverty of time, energy, and money, how we can put an end to burnout and end to hustle culture for women entrepreneurs. It is a lot to promise in three episodes, but consider this month like a masterclass in foundational business strategy. And in each episode, I want to dive into a specific strategy that can quickly start to change the game for you and your business. So today, I want to dive into pricing. Pricing. This is one of my favorite things to talk about with my clients. And I find it's an area that we don't talk about enough in business. We don't talk about it enough. There's not a ton of information out there. And there's really no one right way to price things in our business. But I often find that this is an area that scares a lot of people, that makes us feel very uncertain, that brings up a lot of feelings of worthiness. And if we don't take the time to do this correctly, this can hold us back in our business for a very, very long time. So why is pricing so key? Why is this so important? 
I tend to see a lot of people when they talk about pricing, they're kind of pulling a number out of thin air or the worst possible thing, they are crowdsourcing their price. So they're going into like a group and saying, hey, I'm offering this and I'm thinking of it being this much. What do you think? And then they're getting a ton of information and feedback from people who are most likely not their ideal clients and don't really have any insight into if this is the proper price for their business. And then they put themselves out there at this price point that's not strategic and that may not actually help them achieve their goals. And it just becomes a perpetuating cycle. So Last episode, we talked about how so many women entrepreneurs find themselves in entrepreneurial poverty because they are trapped in this feast or famine cycle. They got their business up and running. They're starting to get some clients and cash flow coming in the door. But because there's a lot going on behind the scenes in their business, and there is, we all have a lot of things we have to manage behind the scenes, they never quite figure out how to stay on top of it all. And this means that the feast or famine cycle is likely happening because they lack a consistent marketing and sales strategy. But more marketing isn't always the answer. Sometimes for many businesses, there's a bigger reason why they stay stuck in the feast or famine cycle. And this issue is holding them back from the predictable profits that they're hoping for. It's when their business gets trapped in what I call the feast or famine zone. And the feast or famine zone is where businesses get trapped because they lack a strategy to properly price, package, and position their products and services. The feast or famine zone is where they don't really have enough clients and they're not really making enough money. And no matter which way they go, they can't get out of this situation. There's always not enough going on. So what is the feast or famine zone? So at one end of the spectrum, there are businesses that serve the mass market at low prices. These are businesses that everyone knows the name of, right? These are the Walmarts and the Amazons, and they can afford to compete based on low prices because they have sophisticated systems behind the scenes to deliver all of their products They have economy of scale and their purchasing power. So they're able to go out there and be the biggest buyer of all of the products in their storefronts. And all of these things, because of the size of those businesses, reduce overhead in other areas of their business. Now, on the flip side, there's businesses that serve a smaller, more niche clientele at a higher price point. Okay, so... You can go to Walmart and buy a white t-shirt for $3, or you can go to Nordstrom and buy a white t-shirt for $35, or you can go to a designer boutique and buy a white t-shirt for $100. Why would you spend $100 on a t-shirt when you can get a white t-shirt at Walmart for three? Well, Nordstrom or the boutique can price a white t-shirt 10 times or 100 times more expensive because they know what their clientele will value and they know that they are valuing higher quality, higher craftsmanship, higher level of attention to detail compared to what you would get at Walmart for $3. So what's happening in the middle here for people who aren't 
on the super high end and people who aren't on the super low end, they're kind of in the middle. This is the feast or famine zone. When a business lacks the strategy to price, package, and position their products and services, they end up struggling to compete. And here's why. First, their profit margins suffer. The biggest challenge with attempting to be competitive with your prices is that you're automatically, by positioning yourself as competitive, you're setting yourself up for price shoppers. These are potential clients who are driven by what things cost instead of what the value is. These potential clients aren't coming because they love your work or because they believe in what you're doing or because they're looking for the results that they've seen you create. They're coming to you because you're affordable. And that makes you the Walmart of your industry. It's very hard to be the Walmart of your industry as a small business owner. The second big problem is there isn't enough capacity. (laughs) This is where when you're operating in the zone, when you're underpricing your products, programs, or services, you end up maxing out your calendar. This is that entrepreneurial poverty of time and of energy. The only way to make the numbers work, to make the math work, is for you to be completely booked out. And chances are you're overworking and getting underpaid. So if you want to create a livable income and you're trying to be the least expensive option out there, get ready to work really, really hard for what is comparatively a very low hourly salary. Okay, so let's give you an example to see how this might look. And I'm going to give you the example of a wedding photographer. So let's say your service is wedding photography and you have a revenue goal of $100,000 of revenue in your business. Now, I want to start and preface this by saying, this is an example, friends. This is just a number picked out of thin air to keep the math really, really simple. The numbers I'm about to lay out here, these could vary dramatically based on location, based on experience, based on what all you're including in the package and the service. But I want to give you some basic math to look at so that you could see how this might play out for you. Okay, so let's say it's a wedding photographer with a annual revenue goal of $100,000. And you start this wedding business thinking you could easily shoot 25 weddings a year. You can manage 25 weddings a year at $4,000 per wedding. Maybe that seems like a reasonable, affordable number. But as you get more experienced in the wedding industry, you realize that weddings happen in seasons, which means that 25 weddings a year doesn't mean a wedding every other weekend all year long. It's more like fast and furious wedding season where you are shooting two weddings every single weekend for three or four months straight. And for each eight hour wedding day that you're doing photography, there's another 12 hours of client management, another 20 hours of editing photos. When you start crunching the numbers, you realize that you're not getting paid hundreds of dollars an hour. You're getting paid more like $50 an hour because of all the work that goes into servicing a wedding client. Then you add in your overhead expenses. So your website, your marketing expenses, your camera equipment, paying all your taxes. And now you go, okay, my actual take-home pay is a lot less than you might have expected. It might be if you're making that $100,000, you might be taking home forty dollars or 50000 
And not to mention, you've got to stretch out that revenue because if your revenue is coming in bursts throughout the year, that means in order for you to pay yourself consistently, you've got to take amazing, amazing care of that cash flow so that you can pay your bills over the course of the entire year. So this is what happens in the feast or famine zone when we are underpriced for our services. This becomes a lot of work for not enough pay. So how do we get out of it? We've got to raise our prices. We've got to. And this becomes one of my favorite things to talk about with my clients because I know it's scary. I know raising your prices can be really scary. I know we often have a lot of hangups around raising our prices. But if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that most women entrepreneurs are underpriced and overworked for the value that they are providing to their clients. We are doing way too much for way too little. And this is a recipe for burnout long-term. This is how we end up in the entrepreneurial poverty cycle. This is how we end up working all the time for not enough money, finding ourselves on the path to burnout. Raising your rates to more accurately reflect the value of your offer, it can instantly shift your business to more profitable and to more sustainable. So let's look at our example of our wedding photographer who's on the fast track to burnout with her crazy wedding season schedule. So let's say that the existing price point of $4,000 a wedding, eight hours of day of coverage, is competitive with other local photographers. Competitive being a word that is not my favorite, right? Because it means you're average. Compared to everybody else, you're average. There's nothing really differentiating you from anybody else. You're kind of put in that affordable bucket. But to make the revenue goal happen, she has to max out her calendar in order to make that revenue goal happen. And she can't add any more weddings during wedding season. She's already doing two weddings a weekend during those busy seasons. So even a small price increase, even a 25% price increase to $5,000 a wedding, that would allow her to either make $125,000 per year, an extra $25,000 per year, or allow her to reduce the number of weddings that she needs to offer in order to make the same amount of money. What? Yes. Simply increasing your rates 20 to 25% could be an easy way to improve your profitability because it could easily allow you to make the same that you're making now and work with less people. This is huge. I've had so many clients who this was our first step in freeing up their bandwidth so that they could work on the next stage of their business. If they wanted to go from working one-to-one to creating group offers or group programs for their clients, then the first thing we had to do was make sure that they could maintain the same level of revenue in their business and work with fewer people. Well, increase your prices by 20% and reduce the number of clients you serve by 20%. You will make the same amount of money in less time. And it's not a huge jump. It really, for most of our clients, that's not going to be a massive jump. It will help you to start moving in the right direction. Now, if simply increasing by 25% is not enough, I want you to think about what would it take for you to double your rates? 
If this wedding photographer doubled their rates, and now instead of $4,000 a wedding, it's $8,000 a wedding, what does that do to your business? Now we have to really look at how you are packaging and positioning your products, programs, or services. This is how we really dig into thinking about who is your ideal client, because a client at $4,000 is probably different than a client at $8,000. This is why we need to do the deeper work here when it comes to figuring out our pricing and how it impacts our business. You have to remember Nordstrom can charge 10 times more than Walmart for a simple white t-shirt. And there's a reason because the focus there is on quality, on a different level of experience and service than you're going to get from Walmart. So at a higher price point, at the $8,000, $10,000 price point, our photographer is no longer a commodity. She is now likely priced in a higher tier of wedding photographers, which means that her clients are going to look at her differently. They're going to feel differently about this type of photographer. These are the type of photographers who get booked out, not just months in advance, but a year in advance. These are the photographers who have an impeccable, impeccable experience for their clients. These are the photographers who have the profit margin, by the way, to go above and beyond for their clients. These are the ones who surprise them with flowers, who surprise them with gifts throughout the year, who on their anniversary send them a bonus photo that they have taken and printed for them. And these are the photographers who have raving fans. These are the ones who, when you do a wedding, suddenly every other friend out of that group wants to hire you too because they just heard so much about how awesome you are. This is the photographer who's the Nordstrom of the wedding photography world. And you can get even more high-end than this. But I want you to really think about, are my offerings underpriced for the true value and the end results that I provide my clients? And even more importantly, Am I able to deliver a Nordstrom level experience to my clients? Am I able to provide an experience that makes them think this is so worth it? She cares about me. She takes care of me. Not an experience where it's just another name who's coming through your Stripe account. Okay, so this was quite a lot on pricing here. And I think this is something we could dive into so much. But when it comes down to it, I think pricing is one of those things that if we're not crunching the numbers, and we're not thinking about it, then we're going to find ourselves in a situation in our business, where we're just working way too hard and not able to reinvest back into our businesses not able to pay ourselves well, not able to bring on team members to make our businesses easier for us to run. That's going to be huge. And we're not doing ourselves any favors if we're not making sure that the numbers work in our business. Understanding the math of your pricing and how it impacts everything else is so important. You have to be clear about how many clients can you reasonably manage. Like we said in that example for the wedding photographer, she felt she could handle 25 a year. Well, I've had clients who are, let's say yoga teachers 
And handling 25 clients a week is way too much for many of them. Maybe they can only handle 15. I've had clients who are one-on-one coaches and maybe for them, they can only handle eight and have that feel good. You have to understand the correlation there between your time and your energy and the level you want to serve to come up with the right pricing for your product program or services. And you have to, if you have a revenue goal, think through the math of it. I love using the profit first percentages to help me figure this out for a lot of business owners. And essentially the profit first percentages, if you haven't looked at Mike Michalowicz's book, Profit First, (laughs) I've talked about it before on the podcast, but for businesses under $250,000 a year of revenue in the business, he recommends out of all the revenue that's coming in, you put 5% to profit, 15% to taxes, 30% to operations, which is what it costs to run the day-to-day of your business, all your business expenses, and 50% owner's pay, which means if your take-home pay goal is $100,000, then your total revenue goal needs to be $200,000. And this is really important for you to sit down and do some math around because if you're not clear about how many clients it's going to take for you to hit that revenue goal, if you're not clear about how much time you actually have available in order to work with those clients, then you will find yourself again sitting in that situation where you are working way too hard for way too little money. This is why pricing is just so, so crucially, crucially important. The final thing I want to say here as you are thinking about this is there's a lot of hype out there right now about, again, you can find these things floating around on social media, usually by online marketing gurus who are saying things like, in order to make a six-figure business, you just have to sell 2000 units of a $50 product or a thousand units of a hundred dollar product or a hundred units of a thousand dollar product. And I have a really hard time with this mindset because you have to understand there's more math happening behind the scenes to that. This is why I tend to work with service providers who are offering higher value products, programs, and services. Because if you're selling things at these lower price points, the volume you need in order to make the math work is quite large, quite large. Even if you are converting way more than the average 2% conversion rate in the industry, but the math you need to make these low price point offers really sell enough to make a sustainable income is really difficult. And that becomes a huge barrier to a lot of people having sustainable success because most of us aren't wanting to actually be celebrity entrepreneurs. Most of us aren't actually wanting to be influencer style entrepreneurs. We want to do great work we believe in, but we don't want to have to be online 24 seven in order to have an audience of a hundred thousand people in order to sell enough of that thousand dollar or hundred dollar product to make the money that we're looking to make. I have so many clients who are making 10 or 15 or $20,000 a month right now. And they have a super small audience of maybe a few hundred people, some of them less than a thousand people, definitely not tens of thousands of people. And they're making great money because they're focused on the right price point for a transformational product program or service. 
and they're focused at delivering at a whole different level than the celebrity entrepreneur who does not know the name of the clients who are paying them for these information products. So I really encourage you all to be thinking about the math. I really encourage you all to think about the price point for what you are starting to put out into the world. And remember that you can increase your prices as you need to. You can increase your prices on an ongoing basis. In fact, I recommend to a lot of people that every six months to every year, they're reviewing their prices and increasing them because if you are doing a great job, you are getting more experience, you're getting even better results for people, you're putting more resources in the program or your service. And you really want to think about how that price point can quickly transform your business. If you are in a situation though, where maybe you're not used to selling at a higher price point, and you're not used to selling more than one hour at a time of your product program or service. Maybe people are just booking a session with you one at a time. Now is the time to start thinking about positioning and packaging your work into a clear offer. I don't want to dive into that too, too much right now. This is something we work with a lot of our clients inside the CEO collective with, but for a lot of the women that I work with who are offering some sort of transformational work, whether it's in the field of health or wellness or life coaching or parenting, they're working on helping people to become better versions of themselves. Trying to get that transformation in a single session is pretty much impossible. You might get inspired, you might get hyped up, you might get motivated in one session, but lasting change requires consistency and it requires commitment. And that's on both parts. It requires consistency and commitment from the client and from you. So when you actually create and package your offer into a clearer program, then suddenly you can price it more appropriately and work with fewer people. When I started my business, I knew that I didn't want to offer hourly coaching or consulting. So $2,500 was the first price point that I put out there for six months of working with me one-on-one as a business coach. And it was something like 12 sessions, right? So twice a month for six months, $2,500, $500 a month. It was my first big coaching package that I put out there. And it was so helpful for me because it meant that I just needed to enroll 20 people in January and 20 people in July in order to hit the six-figure mark in my business. And for me, that took all the pressure off. I didn't have to get in front of thousands of people. I just had to talk to enough people to fill 20 spots at a time. Now, for you, that might seem like a really high price point. Like, I don't know if there's any way I could offer what I do for $2,500. Maybe you might be wondering if that's too big of a package or too high a price point for your service. And you have to think about it because the math needs to work in your favor. Maybe you are thinking, I can't work with 20 people at a time. That's actually too many people for me to work with. I can only work with 20 people per year. Well, maybe $5,000 is the more appropriate price point for you in order to hit that $100,000 mark. You can only work with 20 people per year at $5,000. These 
are things you need to sit down and crunch the numbers. And remember that you don't have to have a massive audience in order to sell programs at this rate. When you have the time and energy and clarity to sit down and think about, okay, how do I get 10 clients into my business? And you have a sales system in place to help you get those 10 clients. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Suddenly, you can have a handful of conversations to fill a handful of spots in your client docket. You just have to be willing to have conversations and know that for a lot of people who are doing really well as service providers, they aren't putting on crazy flashy launches. They're having conversations behind the scenes and getting one in four or one in three people to say yes to their offer. They're being very, very specific about how they're going out there and doing their marketing and their sales. And they're not wasting their time and energy on being aspirational influencers and entrepreneurs. They're spending their time and energy on being sustainable and successful. When you get better at putting in that kind of work and having those type of conversations, you will start to get more and more sales coming in the door at higher price points. And it makes such an amazing, amazing difference when instead of needing to be in front of thousands of people for your business to be successful, you only need to be in front of a couple hundred. This is when the numbers do start to work. This is when we start to see people breaking the six-figure mark and they don't even have a website. And this is something we see all the time behind the scenes um, when we're focused on true business foundations versus online marketing hype. So I know this was a lot to unpack in this episode, but I hope this helps you to sit down and think about crunching your numbers, okay? Crunch your numbers. So my first question for you as you're crunching your numbers. One, what is your revenue goal? Two, what is your take-home goal? These are probably going to be connected. So your revenue goal and your take-home goal are not the same here. Your take-home pay is probably going to be half of your revenue or your revenue is going to be twice your take-home pay. So if your goal is to make $100,000 a year in take-home income, then your revenue probably needs to be a goal of $200,000, $250,000 in order for you to make that happen. Next question, how many people can you reasonably serve? We're thinking about our time and our energy. If you are like me and you're a highly sensitive introvert, You can't manage a huge client load, a huge client docket. Um, You prefer to have just fewer people that you're working with. Maybe you say, I can cap out at 10 private clients a year. If you are an extrovert and love working with people, then maybe you have a lot more that you can work with. And then you want to think about, okay, what is the price point that I need each person to sign on with if I'm going to hit my revenue goal and make that work? Doing some of this quick math, is one of the fastest ways to make sure that one, it's even possible for you to hit that revenue goal, but two, for you to start having some way of tracking what is and isn't working in your business. And if you're looking at your existing pricing and you're realizing, wow, I am way underpriced for what it needs to be now that I've done some of this math, 
then it's time to course correct and to look at how we can increase our prices so that we can be more sustainable. I hope you love this episode. In the next episode, the next part of the series, we're going to talk about getting those clients. So what does it take to actually get more clients to fill that client docket now that we have the correct price point and do that without creating bottlenecks in our business? 